So I just read an article on Variety. It said like Amazon. Uh, Amazon just spent spent like billions of dollars creating content, like original shows, series, movies, all that stuff. Amazon, you already uh, not Amazon. Um, Netflix, you already know Netflix spending bread on content. Uh, it seemed like every other week somebody's coming out with a new streaming service yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode. As you guys are coming in, let me know where you're from. Let me know what you do. Let me know what you struggle with. And we're about to hop into these questions. I see a couple people already got some questions in. Shout out to Jake. Shout out to Charles Jefferson. Good to see you guys again. I got Instagram right here. They're watching me kind of behind the scenes, but they're dropping dope questions too. So we're going to do a little tag team joint uh, like we did a couple weeks ago. I think it was like I don't know, like April, back at April 16th, something like that. Um, so yeah, so that's what's up, man. Let me know where y'all from. We got Wichita, Kansas in the building. Philly, audio engineers. Uh, man, everybody's in here. Somebody says, who's the go-to music supervisor? Uh, all of them. There's like, like literally, there's not like, just one music supervisor to pitch everything to dude that'll be one stressed out person i guarantee that um but yeah man it, it's so many like you know it's not one person just working on uh, on these productions it's not one person working on all the shows all the movies it's a team of people man so many different companies music supervisors all of that stuff um so yeah so question from jake you yo how do you get such a commercially competitive low end on your kicks and bass sounds also if you weren't already planning on discussing it could you talk a little about getting placements as a songwriter um man so the kick and the bass so the secret sauce is having them hit in their own frequency range right so you can't have an 808 and a kick both hitting at the like the exact same range or it can get muddy and then they're competing for one um competing for the same space so there's a couple ways to combat that um and i go i go in depth in, in my mixing course but the first way is um you can do what's called side chain compression um so what that does is you put a compressor on the 808 you tell that compressor every time the kick comes in i need you to get quiet because that kick is coming and i don't want you to be as loud so that's one way the second way is and it's kind of i use a combination of both but the second way is um carving out like the lower part of the eq so like the 30 and 50 uh range on the low end carve that out of the eq on the kick and just leave you know the punchy part of the kick and then let the 808 fill in um those lowered uh frequencies so like i don't know about 50 down um 80 down something like that so those are a couple ways to do it um and yeah it's just it's trial and error for real for real like it's it took it took years to really get to the point where 
I can get I can get them hitting the way I want and like not competing and then just listening back to to other mixes um so yeah and then as far as getting placements as a songwriter um it's it's the same approach as as a producer right so like the process looks the same except you're looking for companies that um that pitch songs and you know play songs and some of them do everything they pitch instrumentals and full songs and you have some where they're kind of like boutique and they represent a a roster of artists and things like that so you can look for companies like that um it's just a matter of finding out you know which company will fit well with what you do what kind of music you do um so yeah so that's that's pretty much that in a nutshell shout out to philip what's up charles jefferson says what methods of submitting music would be best for someone without any placements i have my music formatted um so there uh, the me- i mean the, the method is get, just start submitting like google google the companies and then just start submitting um reach out to them introduce yourself I, I i don't start by like just flooding them up flooding them with links and emails and mp3s and stuff i'll just introduce myself and then ask them if they're accepting submissions um and then just start the process and just replicate that submit wait from well not wait but you know when they hit back respond accordingly but while you're waiting keep submitting to other companies um so which brings up a good point so this is something this is something i want to talk about and i notice a lot of people do it right so analysis paralysis a lot some people um especially like planners or you know just really organized people and i was talking i was talking to a friend about this too but some people wait and they want to get like all their ducks lined up in a row and just wait until everything is perfect until their mix is perfect production is perfect their email pitch is perfect like everything has to be perfect before they even start and that will literally keep you stuck and keep you from starting so like don't get caught up on like everything being perfect like your first email may be trash like the, and, and i mean your first track your first beat it just may it may be trash but you won't know until you start putting it out there until you start submitting it so get get enough information and honestly just watching these live streams these live q a's get enough information to start and then once you're in it like you'll start learning as you go but if you wait for perfection you will never start because you're just like yo it has to be perfect meanwhile the game is changing like every day that you're waiting trying to get everything perfect based off yesterday's information right so if you're in the mix if you're active like you're learning as you go and then you're growing as things change so like don't get stuck like in this analysis paralysis state um just waiting for things to be perfect just start take the information you have and just go like because you know like I, you just gotta you gotta make it happen you gotta get out there and learn from experience so that's a big thing that i see i see a lot of people do man they like yo i need to have the perfect perfect beat the perfect mix the perfect master 
the uh the perfect format the perfect library the perfect music supervisor like it doesn't exist man like and you'll you'll know you'll realize it once you get started like it's different for everybody <clears throat> uh what's up philip from milwaukee question is i'm a music producer from milwaukee uh should you register your beats before you submit them to a library or should you do that once you've been accepted um so registering with bmi ascap csac your pro that is usually done by the music libraries because they're essentially the publishers right so they like once your track gets accepted they'll usually go through the process of registering everything for you excuse me i'm burping live again um so yeah you don't really have to worry about it like I, and i would ask them just to be sure so you're not like just out here getting placements and ain't, ain't getting royalties because your stuff ain't registered but just ask them like do you do this for me is this something i have to worry about and they'll let you know like no like i've never worked with the library where they just like intentionally withhold important information for you from you because like every it's like everybody's payment is attached to that registration like they don't get royalties if it's not registered um and then sometimes they make mistakes during the registration so sometimes you got to kind of go check your your bmi your ascap your csac make sure your name is right make sure it's you know it's listed under the right um the right title and all all that stuff so everything tracks back to you and the publisher because i have caught a couple mistakes before and then they cool about it like you just let them know yo this is definitely not me and they'll go in and change it for you um so yeah nothing to distress about you know before you start submitting shout out to the new people coming in man let me know where y'all from and what you do don music what's good appreciate that man marley the great says he's guilty of analysis paralysis hey man i get it I've been there too. Don Music, welcome back. The question is, when you submit to music libraries, do you submit one track at a time or multiple tracks in the form of an album? I'm thirsty, give me a second. Um, a com I mean, a combination of both depends right so i just finished a brief um for a library and i submitted three tracks um sometimes if the, if it's like a super quick deadline and like a specific brief for like uh, like a commercial or something i'm gonna probably only be able to get one track done like i'm not gonna try and knock out five tracks in 12 hours like nothing crazy like that um but it depends on the situation and then sometimes i'm commissioned to do uh to do like a whole album or like a half an album or something like that um so you know it's it's a it's a case by case um scenario the goal is like if you have the time do as many as you can do like don't don't try and like don't try and like get away with like the bare minimum right because if if you put in bare minimum work you don't get bare minimum results that's a fact so if you have time to do three five tracks do three do five tracks 
um if you only have time to do one track then just do one track but like try and do something um it's a numbers game you gotta get you gotta get as many out there without sacrificing the quality so that would be my answer to that. that's a good question we got marley from philly uh i'm a female producer engineer songwriter from philly any suggestions on beat block how do you feel about posting tracks on youtube um so beat block um you can get some some new sounds that inspires me new sounds new plugins do a different genre that you don't do all the time if you if you're able to do that um collaborations help new people bring new ideas um as far as posting tracks on youtube i say go for it i mean again goes back to depending on the situation uh if if you're allowed to if you know if it's signed to into an agreement um you know could cause issues but i don't, I don't see anything wrong with it um as long as you can do it contractually i guess um but yeah i would post it out there like put like put it out there you know what i'm saying like don't don't sit on on music somebody if you're trying to sell beats people are on youtube like every day like a bunch of people um so put it out there put it wherever you can so people can hear it and hear your music and then you start getting feedback then you know what you need to work on you know what people like um and you're able to kind of to make future decisions based off the feedback and the response that you're getting from putting your music out there so dope appreciate you coming through marley betsy b what's good betsy b i use a lot of virtual software instruments native instruments east west machine my yamaha motif keys etc is it better to use at least one live instrument with this set um man shout out to the motif yo i miss my motif i had a motif uh motif seven and this this just took me down memory lane anyways um it just felt good like the the keys on that joint was just it was great but i it, i mean it doesn't matter to an extent it depends on what you're doing right so if you're doing like more sound design work for companies um you know they may want you to use you know live instruments hardware sounds and instruments um to create samples and stuff like that um I, i've been in that situation before but honestly i just i went and bought something for a week and then took it back <laughs> like two weeks later or whatever um but honestly man you can do everything with virtual instruments now like the sound you have native instruments like that's like the best you can get in my opinion um east west super dope stuff so i like all my stuff i try and use um software because it just makes it easier to to change and make edits because sometimes you know people they want to they want to swap out a sound and if if you're playing all that stuff live and they ask you like yo this synth is getting in the way of some vocals we need you to switch it out now you have to go back and play all the scent that whole track over again um so that's why i really love just using virtual instruments it gives me flexibility for edits um everything stand in the session and um yeah it just makes life easier at the end of the day 
Um, but if you're doing like live gigs and stuff like that, then obviously, you know, it may be easier to have that that hardware with you. So dope stuff, Betsy. Appreciate you coming through. Shout out to We Create Music TV. What's good, bro? Um, I'm looking forward to that uh, that gear video. I will be watching that uh, to see what kind of camera gear you are using. What's up, Reese in the building? JR Edwards, piano player, Columbus, Ohio. That's my guy. Go Bucks. For those of you who don't know, I'm an Ohio native and I graduated from The Ohio State University. Shout out to the Buckeyes. Um, I actually did fun story. So it kind of came full circle. I actually produced um, this little collage of fight songs for Brutus, Brutus the Buckeyes birthday. It was like, I forget what year, he's old. But um, it was like his birthday celebration. And shout out to my guy. Um, oh man. Um, shoot, names are slipping me right now. But um, yeah, made that happen. That was super fun. <clears throat> What's up, Immaculate? Welcome. Motif, man, listen. Motif is my instrument. Let me see what, what Instagram is talking about over here. Somebody says ASCAP or BMI. Um, it's up to you, man. Like, you know, you got to kind of do some research, figure out which one works. Um, they Essentially, they all kind of do the same thing. Um, I see somebody mentioned that pitch. I keep hearing about that. What's up, Isaiah? Uh, let's see. Oh, man, I'm like, it's a whole bunch of... Uh, let's see. We got Metro ATL, we got Texas, we got Dallas, Houston. That's what's up. Li Morgan said libraries generally register them if the library is exclusive. Um, differs in non-exclusive libraries. That that's a great point. I'm glad I'm glad Morgan uh, mentioned that because yeah, if it's not like I know the non-exclusive stuff would usually be registered. Like I would register that. Cause it's on, um, like I would upload it to different sites, um, like pond5.com where people will just come and freely license stuff. Um, and I've actually had something end up on TV just from, you know, a, a pond five, um, purchase. So because I had that registered, I was able to, to collect some performance royalties off of that. Uh, so super, super good point. Joseph Ferguson is also a former Buckeye. And former AAV. Yo, we got AAV in the building. That's what's up. Shout out to the African American Voices Gospel Choir. I played for them for years while I was at O State, man. A lot of growth happened there. Shout out to AAV. Um, Immaculate says, all it's been using... Oh, all he's been using is Complete 13 since I got it and the beats are... Def sounds a lot better. Yeah, man. Like you can't go wrong with complete, like at all. Like those. Like I'm using. <clears throat> everybody asks me like, what am I using for sounds? It's either something from complete or Omnisphere two. 
um and believe it or not i use i use the stock one of the stock pianos in in logic the one of the steinways i just I, I don't know i like that piano a lot so i use that quite a bit too um somebody said go blue we're gonna have them banned and never to return again it's like nah um yeah go blue so funny story i married a michigan fan i don't know if all my ohio state friends know this or not um but my wife loves michigan because her family's from there i got fan from michigan but um i will never rep the blue so when it's college football season me and her are kind of on different different pages um so yeah it can get a little competitive over here um, Betsy says, thanks, Clint. Appreciate you sharing all your expertise. No problem. That's what I'm here for, to help you people get unstuck and avoid common mistakes. <clears throat> Somebody says, when is complete the beat coming back around? Yo, and it's, it's coming. Everybody been asking me about it. Man. I'm going to make it happen. It is definitely coming. Uh, somebody says, do you have any thoughts on songs written recorded with instrumentals on beat stars or sound clicks um yes i do have thoughts on that if you're trying to pitch them for licensing you are potentially looking at the biggest headache ever that you want to avoid especially if it's something that's been leased over and over and over again right so this is what can happen so say this beat has been leased like uh, a thousand times so you got artists all over the world with the same beat. Uh, now you have the issue of trying to pitch something. And I, honestly, it's going to depend on the contract with the producer, too, because you may not even have rights to, to pitch it for TV and film or broadcast or whatever. But say you did and then it gets placed and then you know all these artists or the instrumental gets placed the instrumental of your full song and you have all these other artists like yo that's the instrumental to my song no that's the instrumental of my song you got like a thousand artists coming out of the woodwork like yo that was like that was my the instrumental to my song so now who owns the song like nobody knows so guess what happened everything stops um so royalties can stop because they're trying to figure out who owns what um you could potentially lose the relationship of with the person that you that pitched or used the song because they don't want to keep going through these headaches of clearances and you know trying to figure out who owns stuff and you just don't want to be in that situation and miss out on future opportunities um because you know it was hard to to work with you because you know it just causes things to kind of get caught up so i would avoid that um if you're if you're really focused on the tv and film i would say get like exclusive music exclusive beats and instrumentals um made for you so that you know for a fact like this is something that you you all created together um, there won't be any headaches and you can actually get in touch with the producer because he's going to have to sign off on it as well um, since he's, you know, one of one of the owners of that of that master. So um, something to just keep in mind if that's if that's what you're trying to do. But if you're not focused on TV and film, like, you know, I mean, I don't I don't see anything. It makes sense. You know what I mean? Um to, to put content out there, release songs, you know, start building a fan base and things like that. 
um but yeah i i say and even if, if you're a producer leasing beats online like i have beats that i lease online but i keep them separate from what i'm doing on the licensing side um so that's that's how i kind of prevent people from having the the headaches of you know figuring out who owns what so yeah that was that was a really good question I'm glad you brought that up for the new people coming in let me know where you're from what you do and um let me know how i can help i'm gonna check the instagram see what they're talking about uh somebody uh bad at math ray says how are you able to sell music royalty free when you are signed up with the pro are there any conflicts or do you specifically choose which tracks are tracked with the pro um i don't i don't sell music royalty free i have loops that are are royalty free um but i don't have like full tracks like i don't do like like epidemic what is it epidemic sound or music i think they do like the royalty free model uh for music i don't do it it doesn't make sense to me um and and then you can't you can't even be registered with the pro to um to be signed with epidemic and work with them um so like for me and what i do like that's yeah we I, it just doesn't it doesn't work for what i do um yeah i have to i need i need those royalties um so yeah that's a uh, that's a good question I don't make anything but loops. Can I get placements? Um, so I guess the question would be, why Why do you only make loops? Um, unless that's just, that's your thing. That's, that's your specialty. But um, if you do loops, like you can be creative though. So say you only do loops. Um, you can collab with a producer who may not be good at loops or melodies or whatever um and then you guys can do you can collab that way you produce the loops and then he he finished finishes the track and then he can kick you a percentage so you can get i don't know 10 15 whatever y'all agree on you get a percentage so you guys own this track together and now you can work to pitch it for tv and film <clears throat> uh immaculate beat says something fishy about the you can't be registered with the pro model yeah i mean yeah i don't yeah, i don't know what like i i guess i i don't know i get why they do it because they wouldn't be able to do what they do without doing that but i just yeah i don't rock with it um we create music says that's so crazy yeah explain doing placements as a record label um I, I mean it's the same thing same same approach you're just a label like so so if you're a record label then usually the record label owns the masters right so when you if you get an agreement like a sync deal um instead of instead of you the artist like signing off on you know the the rights to the master to use the master or whatever um then the record label would just would sign that 
that portion depending on it just depends on the deal and how the contract is structured sometimes you have that you know this kind of all-inclusive joint but yeah just depends but yeah usually the record label it's just it just changes who's signing what in regards to the master recording ad polo said i experienced that with the beat situation i sold five million ringtones for crank that scooby-doo but soldier boy got all my money because beat was too similar crazy man do you need to be american to use bmi that's a that's a good question i don't know honestly like i know they have like partnerships around the world if you're not but i don't know i don't know i don't know how that works that's I, honestly i don't know that's a different situation Uh, Stella Rose Beat says, what are your thoughts on ClickFunnel and is that the new way for selling beats? That's a great question. So let's talk about, let's talk about this. Um, Cause I've been seeing, um, I've been seeing, I've been seeing both sides of it, right? I've been seeing producers talking about this is, this is stupid. Um, this is a, a scan, like just, ridiculous stuff right and it is those kind of comments come from people who either one don't understand they're ignorant in in by definition of you know you just don't understand something um or just close-minded right like Producers, learning how to properly mix your beats can be frustrating and seem overly complicated. Learning how to get clarity, knowing how to consistently get your drums to punch through and create space in your mix are all challenges when it comes to creating a great mix. Luckily for you, I created my Urban Mix and Made Simple video course where you'll learn how to balance 808s and kicks, create balance and space in your mixes, properly balance volume, create clarity using EQ and panning techniques, and create drum mixes that punch through your mix. This course is available at shop.clintproductions.com or just click the link in the show notes. Again, that's shop.clintproductions.com on the computer, shop.clintproductions.com on your phone, or shop.clintproductions.com on any device you surf the internet. Go ahead, grab the Urban Mix and Made Simple course today, and be sure to use the coupon code PODCAST20 so you can take 20% off. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Click funnels to sell beats. The concept of click funnels, the concept of a funnel is nothing new. Like it's everywhere. Like it's at McDonald's. Like I don't know if you noticed or not. It's at McDonald's, it's at grocery stores. You go to the store, you go to Walmart, you go for what you're trying to go for. Um, you go to the checkout line. All that stuff on the side, the candy, the gum, the chips, those are upsells. It's a part of a funnel. You spend more money when you're checking out because you see all these goodies right before you check out. You go to the mall and the Chinese restaurant or the Asian restaurant give you those toothpicks with the with the free chicken. Y'all know about the free chicken on the toothpicks. That's a funnel. They're giving you something free, something of value because you're walking through the mall hungry. You know you're hungry. So you're going to take that free chicken. The chicken going to be good. And then you're going to want more chicken. You're going to go buy chicken. That's a funnel um mcdonald's like they don't just 
like they have a you can buy just a burger you can buy just fries right but they put all this stuff together they put a whole package a whole combo together and then give it to you for like a super dope price and and then it's like yo this is a good deal why would i not just get the whole combo it's gonna be more expensive to get everything separate versus getting the combo so then you buy the whole combo so it's a part of a funnel so part it's just it's sales man it's it's how every business does business so um i think it's dope shout out to my guy gabe who like has the funnel selling beats on funnel game like on lock like the dude is a genius gabe from legion beats that's my guy um it works it just works but like <clears throat> you can't you can't start it right you can't it's not something that like you get into and then you set everything up and then you try and see if it works and it doesn't work and you're just like oh this doesn't work it's like it's it's a lot of testing that goes into it as well so you got to kind of go through that process of testing things out um seeing what works seeing what doesn't work and just optimizing it until it works um so i think it's a brilliant idea like the fact that he brought that over to the music production community was genius but it's something that's been around for a long time in other industries but for whatever reason music people just never you know i don't know like producers in general um just never thought to like put the two together so i think it's dope uh, ty temple what's good clint been following your stuff recently and it's been helping me a lot girl as a musician and a producer do you have any internships or apprenticeships that's what's up man thank you i'm glad the information is helping you um glad you're growing and taking action on everything that i'll be talking about on here getting out of breath and thirsty and stuff so i appreciate that i don't have any internships or, or apprenticeships or anything like that um but i definitely appreciate you asking because you never know unless you ask right um what's up floric from jacksonville florida we create music tv said our ecosystem is based on our music being able to flow freely to all our customers to do this we're required to be the sole owner of the financial rights to our music super well said hold on there's another part there's a part two this isn't possible if an artist or music creator is affiliated with a collecting society oh he's reading like the reason why um the reason why epidemic sound can't be affiliated with a collecting society so this is good let's read this it says due to their exclusive affiliation agreements although we like for this to change in the future we can't circumvent this issue at the moment so that's the reason why i'm gonna read it again our ecosystem is based on our music being able to flow freely to all our customers to do this we're required to be the sole owner of the financial rights to our music this isn't possible if an artist or music creator is affiliated with the pro due to their exclusive affiliation agreements so that's uh that's it that's from epidemic sounds on the pro issue thanks we create music tv for that that, that was super dope <clears throat> what's up november james 
November says, I visited your products on your site. Do you offer cons consulting services on matters that may not be covered in any of your products or is there everything to know inside your products and services? So I guess, I guess it really depends on what, um, what you're trying to learn or what questions you have. Most, most of the questions most people ask me, usually it can be covered either in my licensing course, mixing course, um, have a social uh, social media course, YouTube course. Um, but yeah, and, and then how to structure instrumentals for TV. I have that as well, video course. But no, I, I do one-on-one -on -one consultations as well. Um, if there's something like you're stuck with or you need like tailored advice based on your specific situation, um, absolutely, definitely do one-on-ones. Um, if that's something that you're interested in, just go to clintproductions.com slash link in bio and then just book a consultation and we can uh we can hop on a zoom call chop it up see see what's up see what you're struggling with and um and give you that tailored advice so yeah definitely do that if the you know if the courses don't answer your your question directly um absolutely that's available <clears throat> what's up john tindall Immaculate Beat says, do you ever go through IMDB when looking for shows and movies to pitch to? And if so, how has it worked for it? Dude, I'm on I'm on IMDB just as much as Google, man. Like that joint is uh it's a wealth of information. So I'll I'll tell you situations where I pull out my phone and, and hop on IMDB. IMDB. Usually I'm like watching something, like a show or a movie, and then I hear music and I'm like, yo, that's dope. Or um, being completely honest, I'll hear something where I'm like, yo, this music is music is kind of trash. Like, let me see who, who did the music so I can so I can help them out and, and send them some some quality records, man. So I'll I'll approach it both ways. And I'll pull out IMDB and um, and try and see if I can find some information on the, the music department. And then from there, I'll start doing my research on that person or that company. Um, and then I'll go ahead and, and reach out. And then I'll do sometimes I'll, I'll dig even deeper and see if they're working on like current projects um, or something in the past. And I'll just I'll just start studying, man. And then when I reach out, I'm mentioning specific things that that they're working on um so it don't look like i'm just like randomly reaching out trying to get something from them but you know just let them know uh that I, i've been checking out their work um and that, that can go a long way so yeah love imdb we upsells yeah man it's upsells are everywhere like look around like i like I challenge y'all to like look at everything like when you just going throughout the day throughout the week doing different things just look around like you'll notice upsells you'll notice funnels they're like they're just in different forms man like they're everywhere it's crazy and it's sometimes like you just talking to people um just in in the mall yo like shout out to the people that be in the mall like just cold selling like they just you gotta just spark up a kind you gotta catch somebody's interest on the spot like that's hard if you can do that 
you can do anything in life like i feel like because that joint i i can't do it man because i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna force you to get anything you tell me no nah, all right you don't need it I'm, I'm not gonna convince you uh but yeah man you gotta have that that'll build your skin up like if y'all scared go get a job doing some cold sales with the little tables in walmart and the mall and that'll get you that'll get your skin thick because you're gonna hear a lot of no's um shout out to lw lw says i heard you make free beats for people from ohio clint music is that true lol um no nah, that's a rumor going around i don't know i don't know who started that rumor <laughs> appreciate you lw for coming through char more um epidemic sounds only pay up front for what i understand yeah that's what i understand as well like they just you know they pay you up front um one thing i would be curious about and i don't know if this is on their website and i don't know if anybody has experience with epidemic sound like let me know but i wonder if you just get the upfront fee and then like that's the end of it or do they collect the royalties for you and then pay you out royalties kind of acting like a you know like a pro or whatever since they're since they have exclusivity in the the financial aspect of things um so that's something i wonder but if it's just like if it's just one fee like i give you this i get a a, a few hundred dollars and then like i don't see anything else or if it's like a per license basis like i don't know like i don't know i need some i need some insight because i i don't see the value in like just like just some things i mean a few tracks all right that's that's fine but you talking like my entire catalog and like getting no residual income like that's i can't i can't swallow that that's that's tough Um, uh, the soap people in the mall who are the hardest salespeople on planet earth yeah it's crazy man like I just I, yeah like it's so funny because I when you see them like you already know like man they about to get me like you be trying to cut the corner real quick and you can't make eye contact man once you make eye contact it's over like they got you like you have like you have to you have to talk to them now they looking at you uh but it's funny though because like we go some like a couple times a week like when it was cold we would take take our son up to the mall just walk around the mall and like they would try and get fancy and like give you a compliment first they're like oh i, I love your shoes like bro these shoes are busted bro like they cracked on the back the plastic is hanging off these shoes ain't dope and they try and give you a compliment to start the conversation and it's just like you don't you don't want to be rude but you're just like man i'm not interested i don't need new windows man I, i'm good I, my internet service provider is fine it works i'm sorry <sighs> man 
Morgan McKnight. Okay, we got some answers, y'all. Shout out to Morgan, man. Shout out to Morgan. Shout out to uh, the Production Music Association. Great association if you are in the music licensing space. Um, a lot of dope information. So she says, one-time fee. You can't be registered to a pro if you're signed with Epidemic. So it's just a one-time fee. No royalties. Um, yeah, I... I need royalties, man. I love royalties. Cause you got like, I want you guys to think about the future. Like, don't think about like right now. That's how a lot of people get caught up, like on the major label side, like any the, get these event advances. Cause they're just thinking about right now. Like I need money right now. And I get it. Like sometimes you need money right now, but like don't like get locked into something that can't continue to make you money. Like for the rest of not even your life like the rest of the music's life um and then i think plus like an additional i don't know was it 25 35 years something like that but um yeah like i i gotta think i gotta think about the future too um so something to keep in mind uh do you think Boy Wonder says, do you think the sync licensing market is getting oversaturated? All right. Oh, I got it on. I got my Instagram up. So I just read an article on Variety. It said like Amazon. Uh, Amazon just spent, spent like billions of dollars creating content or like original shows, series, movies, all that stuff. Amazon, you already uh, not Amazon. Um netflix you already know netflix spending bread on content uh for this seemed like every other week somebody's coming out with a new streaming services so you got like hbo max disney netflix hulu amazon prime video whatever um all these places are like creating content man and like i said like there's not just one person creating the music for all this stuff uh, so the the short answer is no it's not oversaturated plenty of opportunity you just have to find where you fit find your 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 niche um and go for it because <clears throat> the long the longer you wait you know what i'm saying like it's the opportunity is gonna keep coming like every music is everywhere and even if you don't get into tv and film like you got video games you got apps you have uh restaurants retail stores you got corporate videos you have infomercials which is like literally that's a thing like i reached out to one company when i was first starting getting started and trying to get those 10 tv placements in a year um i reached out to one company and he hit me back and he was just like we actually like focus on infomercials like music for infomercials so he was just like the length has to be a little longer and it kind of has to loop around to play throughout an infomercial. I was like, yo, like, I didn't even know that was a thing. He was like dead serious. And then he, you know, I went to his site um, and just listened through some of the stuff and it's like it's infomercial music. Like it has a sound. So nah, man, like it's not saturated. Everybody needs music. Music creates the mood. It creates the vibe. It creates, um, creates everything 
It's <clears throat> a good question. I get that question a lot. And then it was like, I showed a cue sheet from a, a reality show I had music on. I probably had like two or three placements on that one episode, but there was like 140 something cues in total on one episode of a, you know, of a series. So multiply that by like, I don't know, however many episodes you have in a season. And those are, those are all opportunities. Um, November James says the cheat code to the mall sales folks is to walk in the mall with your phone up to your ear. They're reluctant to interrupt your call. He just gave us a cheat code, yo, to 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 avoid salespeople. That's amazing. That's the cheat code. I hope everybody everybody got it. Paramount, yeah, I heard Paramount's coming out with a, a streaming service. So yeah. Um, Isaiah on Instagram says, uh, do libraries keep your music normally after exclusive deals or is it only exclusive during the deal? It, it depends on the deal, but usually there's some type of term um, to the deal. And when I say term, usually a term is like a length, years, two years, three years, whatever. Um, so usually, you know, there's some type of term to where you can, you know, you can get out of it. You can pull your music out of the catalog. You give them a written notice. Um, and then, you know, sometimes they'll continue to collect for a certain period after you pull your music out just because, you know, it takes time for things to kind of roll around. Um, and then, yeah, and then once it's out, then you can send it to someone else. Um, but then there are some there are some deals where it's just in in perpetuity which means forever so make sure y'all read y'all's contracts man <clears throat> morgan morgan says exclusive right uh libraries generally own the rights in perpetuity so yeah make sure y'all like read read those joints um because if you see that term in perpetuity is it's forever Um, <clears throat> something yeah something else to keep in mind um, boy wonder says should you should you build a small catalog first before submitting music like building up your skills of consistently making music um yeah I mean you definitely want want to make sure your skills are there before pitching stuff um but it's like you don't have to have like a massive 200 song catalog either you know what i mean I, like when i started i had um i had a solid playlist of like 10 tracks and that I, what that did was just kind of gave them an example of my work allowed me to get my foot in the door they knew i could produce based off of these 10 tracks and then from there you know sometimes you're getting briefs so they're asking you to to make specific things um, anyway, so you can always create more music. Um, but yeah, just make sure, you know, your, your stuff is good. You can create 
more like that if they like what you send and then just kind of just kind of go from there So Morgan says, which in perpetuity means forever. Some will negotiate a three years or five years term, but generally those songs belong to that library forever. Thank you for that, Morgan. Yeah, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people get nervous when they hear the term forever. Uh, but in perpetuity, this is from Morgan, but in perpetuity is not something to be scared of. That just means they can continue licensing that track. It makes admin way less complicated and you will still earn royalties as it's used. Exactly. Because um, like, like some people ask me, you know, exclusive versus non-exclusive or whatever. Um, and I like I have deals with with some companies where it's in perpetuity. Every when I send send it to them, that's it. This is gonna be with them forever. Um, but it's not a it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you can always make more tracks, um, you know. And then it's the dope thing about licensing um, is that like, it, and depending on what kind of deal you sign, like I know some people may have a pub deal and everything has to go through that one publisher but in the the type of deals that i do it's you know i can work with this library that it may be in perpetuity but i can still make different tracks with another library um and still be free to work with with multiple libraries so it's not like you're tied down to just making tracks for this one library um and like morgan said it's they're they're gonna just keep licensing it they they have the right to continue to generate income for that track forever um so you know the point is making sure your music is working for you put it in places where it can work for you and you want it to work for you like forever past death <laughs> like you want to keep collecting um it, it does i posted on my instagram the other day like um i'm not totally against music sitting on hard drives but it's just like yo make sure it's on the right hard drive make sure it's on someone's hard drive that's that's making money for you um most cases that's not your hard drive so you gotta get it off your hard drive and on somebody else's <clears throat> um let me see Uh, Immaculate says, yep, just like the actor Jason Weaver, who was the voice of Simba. He passed on $2 million so that he can keep collecting his royalties from the songs he performed. Yeah, facts. Like, yeah. That was, uh, that was definitely a business move. Because, like, anything, anytime somebody's giving you, like, some, some upfront money, and they're like, this is all you're going to get, like a lot of cases they know like they about to make way more than what what they about to kick off um up front so just keep that in mind tracy brown hey clint thank you so much for the critique last youtube session made a huge difference dope man glad that helped uh can you approach a production slash tv show 
directly? And if so, who is the person to contact? Usually not directly. Um, that's tough. But there's different people who work in the music department. You can try that. Sometimes they have, a lot of times they have like their established relationships um, with music soups or, or, you know, libraries and different companies and publishers that, that provide music. The easiest way, man, is to really get, um, get connected with the companies who are supplying music and who already have the relationships with the people who are placing the music in those shows. That's the, um, that's the best, that's the best approach. Um, Cause like I said, they have relationships. They like to work with who they work with. They like to know who they can rely on. Um, so, trying to just come out the blue and forge a relationship with a tv show or movie producer or supervisor or editor or something like that uh maybe a little a little more challenging good question though tracy morgan uh i said diamond diamond nova the producer the production music association libraries are a really good place to start they're all generally exclusive and have standard deals absolutely um yeah i remember like when i um when i first got got started um uh, a buddy of mine he was he was adamant on like only working with libraries who were um who were a part of the production music association they look out for us man make sure we're we're uh we're being treated fairly morgan if you could please leave a chat and let the people know what what the pma is and, and what you guys are about um and where they can find more information because i think it's super dope no i appreciate you Morgan is legit. Just in case y'all don't know. Um, Black Keys Music on Instagram says, how many tracks should you have before sending them out? I mean, a decent amount. Like, five to ten. As long as you can, like, create more, right? Um, you just want to be able to give a good representation of what you can do, what you can produce and all that dope stuff Aaron Hall what's good I'm Brooke just had to go follow Morgan absolutely Morgan followers are coming your way FYI Char, we got a question. What time is it? I'll take a few more questions. Uh, when joining BMI, do you have to register an instrumental right away, or can I join just to get my IPI CAE number to have? So when I pitch to TV and film, I can have that number ready to give them. Yeah, absolutely. Like you don't have to register anything right away. Like, or if you don't have anything to register um, with BMI, that's fine. But yeah, definitely, definitely make sure you join though, because you're, you're definitely gonna have to have that in order um 
when moving forward, you know, with the when you start pitching and stuff like that, gotta have that. Um, so yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Somebody said, uh, is it better to send over wave files in your introduction or only links to your music i don't send any i don't send anything in my introduction um i've heard i heard i've heard a couple different approaches to this um i've heard some music supervisors be like yo like send me a link the first time you reach out to me because like i'm busy i don't have time like and i'd rather just click on it and just listen to it right away and then some say don't so I usually don't, I, I guess it depends. Like if, if I had a conversation with somebody and it was just like, yeah, send me some music. Like I'm like, I met somebody at a networking event and it was like, yeah, send me music. Like, okay. Like I have permission to send music. So I'm going to, I'm going to send links however they want it or whatever. Um, so that's a little different, but, um, yeah, I always just ask if they're even accepting first. Like I'm not even going to waste email space and creating links and all that stuff unless I know um, that they actually need music alright so we got some info on PMA from from Morgan uh, so PMA is a nonprofit membership based association working specifically in library and production music any of you here are free to email me at any time if you have questions the email is morgan m-o-r-g-a-n at p-m-a music that's peter michael alpha music.com that's morgan at p-m-a music.com if you guys have questions about um p-m-a which stands for production music association um and membership and things like that so yeah appreciate you morgan for for sharing that with us um yeah super dope michael what's good michael michael says hey clint hope you're doing well been diving into a lot of your older videos in 2020 you mentioned having a virtual assistant was curious how your experience was with that and if you still use one listen shout out to hannah i've been using the same va like since since i hired her um she's amazing she helps me out a lot uh fast learner um she even sometimes i miss things and, and she catches it um but yeah she's been she's been an amazing help to to me to my business um and just allows me to to focus on what i do best which is creating um and, and you know building relationships and things like that so she handles a lot of the admin work um, that I do, filling out metadata for <laughs> spreadsheets and stuff like that. Um, for those of you who got an email about this live, she handled all of that, um, scheduling uh, social media posts and things like that, um, scheduling podcast episodes, like ev like everything admin, um, Hannah's on it and yeah, she's awesome. I've heard some horror stories about some some people and their VAs um, and having to hire like different ones, hire and fire, but I haven't had that issue. I've, I've been fortunate enough um, to have uh, a really good VA 
um so yeah it's been dope i mean i, I highly recommend it like if you're if you're in a situation especially like you know when you're trying to get more time and really do more of like what you do best um you know go go through that that process of like first you gotta sometimes you gotta kind of go through everything and do it yourself to figure out how it needs to be done and then once you figure out how it needs to be done you can start to create tutorials and teach other people how to do those things so now you can delegate certain tasks so that you can do more and be more productive on what you actually do best um because it like it get it got to a point for me where it's like yo like i'm i'm filling out spreadsheets more than i'm creating music like that's not that's not it's not fun for me so i had to figure out a way um to kind of to kind of get get another set of hands and and get more done um to where i'm still taking care of the important stuff because metadata is important like gotta have that um but still be able to free up some time to be able to create and a va helps you do that um so yeah definite but before you do that like you have to be clear on what you want to be done you have to be a good teacher you have to be clear at explaining things um because a lot of stuff a lot of stuff is in our head right like we know how stuff is supposed to be done so sometimes um and i've learned this through the process of of training her on certain things it's just like some stuff that's in my head like you know you just think oh that like that's a given but no like you have to be very specific when you're like training other people to do things that you've been used to doing for years uh, for it to be effective um, so that's one tip that I would give is like really know what you do and like how to do it and and know how to create tutorials like step-by-step -step instructions and um, standard operating procedures and, and just different things depending on what you you need a VA for um, to clearly outline like those steps so people so anybody can step in read it and be like okay I know what to do now um, so yeah communication is super 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 key good question Michael uh c ray beat says when should you do the tax info after sales or before i'm not sure exactly what you what you're referring to um if you can give me some details I, I, i'll try and answer the question <clears throat> immaculate says i took your approach to just asking reaching out and asking if they're looking while also mentioning my strengths strengths and i usually always get a response even if they aren't looking that's dope yeah so yeah that's that's usually that's usually how i approach it man like you know just depending on the situation now some sites like they have it to where you just you know you just upload whenever you want so obviously you don't have to take that approach you can just upload or they'll have an email where they'll say send submissions to this email so yeah no problem michael absolutely uh let's see what we got zig what's good 
Living Legends, how would you show off your work with no reference for your tracks? How would you show off your work with no reference for your track? I'm not sure. I don't think I understand the question. What's up, interlude? All right. Who's going to get the last question of the live stream? Who will it be? Will it be YouTube or will it be Instagram? Shout out to uh shout out to the followers in the chat, man, responding to questions um, that I miss. Brooke, thank you. Somebody asked what was Morgan's IG. What's up, Remy? Um, so somebody so it says re referring to the email question, sending links. Um, so yeah, so you show you show off your work once they, once you have permission to to submit, or once they say yeah we're accepting submissions. Um, usually they'll let you know how they want it. If they want a link, if they want um, MP3s attached, which is kind of rare, but I've seen it happen. Um, so yeah. Usually they'll just they'll let you know, and then that's your that's your time to shine. <clears throat> but like, don't like, don't approach people like, don't blow up people's emails like in inboxes and just like, yo, I get DMs, man, it's it's out of control. Like, I get DMs where there's there's no, isn't it's not even a sentence, it's just the link, and it's what do I do with it? I don't know. So it sits there. So. Um, yeah, don't just email somebody a link and not say anything like no subject line, no hide, nothing like it's just a link. That's confusing and annoying. So don't do that. Um, D Barlow, this is the last question of the stream. Let's see. Most proud TV moment. Dang. Um, most proud TV moment. This is tough. Uh, I don't know, man. Like the first, my first placement, I didn't hear live. I didn't even have a TV because I stopped once I graduated college. Like I stopped watching TV. I was focused on music and stuff. Um, so I didn't see that. Um, the first one I probably heard like live, like while watching TV, um, was uh, was keeping up with the Kardashians. That one, I just stumped, I like, I heard it. Um, I like it was just playing in the background, and then I heard my beat. They switched the scenes, beat started playing. I was like, oh snap, that's my beat. So I felt I felt pretty good about myself during that <laughs> that moment. Um, but no, I'll say I'll say the the proud the the proudest work that I've done has was um, working on 
worked on a few seasons of Born This Way on A&E. The show is amazing and inspiring. So to be a part of that um, and the show, I, th I think it had a, they're Emmy Award winning too. So it was just a super, super dope and inspiring show. Well put together, uh, super dope, dope people cast. Um, so being able to work on that show is something that I, I'm definitely proud to be a part of. Um, so yeah, that that was that was a proud moment. And shout out to my guy Eddie um, for making that making that happen, man. Morgan says, honestly, never send attachment. Links are almost always preferred and Disco is becoming the industry standard for file and link sharing. Yo, Disco, I love Disco, man. I posted about it in my stories. Like for the people on IG, go to my stories. I posted about Disco. Like I want so bad for Disco to be like the, the service that everyone uses across the board when it comes to licensing music. Cause it's just, it's, I don't know. It's clean. It's not complicated. Um, some of the other sites out there is just way too complicated for no reason. It's like unnecessary information. Um, but disco is just like, it's dope. Um, you can create like individual playlists. Um, you can title the playlist. You can, uh, you can select if, if they, if they have the ability to download or if it's just streaming, you can set it to expire if you want. Um, you can some I've seen some music supervisors where where they'll have um, they'll have like a it's, you can create like a disco link or bot like inbox and submit your stuff like straight to their disco inbox. Um, and then you can like ingest it from your it's next level like disco's legit check it out if you haven't uh for my people on ig go through my stories um and you'll you'll see what i'm talking about i literally just sent a, a link out a playlist out this morning so i'm definitely answering like more than that one question that i said i was going to answer this always happens i don't even know why i say it at this point like i'll just start stopping and just like i won't even say i'll take one more question YouTube, what video editing software do you use? I've been struggling with video editing and want to grow. I use Final Cut Pro, but now now I don't edit like I don't edit my videos. Um, I got I have an editor now, but um, I've, I've I use Final Cut. Like if I do have to edit something, it's in Final Cut. Shout out to Team Mac, Team Apple, and Team Final Cut Pro. Really hoping that they uh. They add Final Cut to the iPad Pro. This is good information that I'm gonna share as well. Um, somebody asked, you know, who should they be signed up with to get all their royalties? So we have mechanical royalties and sync slash performance. Oh wait, I might have missed some of this. Or maybe I didn't. 
So the question, the original question, let's go back to the original question so we have context. What's the best way to collect your sync and mechanical royalties? BMI, ASCAP, Song Trust, or all of the above? So Morgan chimed in. She said mechanical royalties and sync performance are different. Performance royalties should be collected through your pro, which is ASCAP, BMI, CSAC in the US. If you're in another country, they have different pros in other countries depending on which country you're in and then mechanical royalties go through harry fox slash the mlc so hopefully that that helps you guys um shout out to to morgan mcknight she was definitely the mvp on today's stream let's give her a round of applause um do we wait we do have applause hold on i got y'all hey we got applause in the stream that's for morgan shout out to morgan um we'll give her the dj horn too there we go now it's official uh we create music says team apple absolutely man team apple all day but i really need them to step up this uh I feel like they are like you don't throw 16 gigs of ram in an ipad for like nothing to play around with some apps like um anigo said what's your export settings when bouncing a song out i have a video dropping on youtube tomorrow at 2 p.m eastern time i'm gonna show you two ways to export um to export audio out of logic pro and you'll be able to see my export settings but it the like as far as like uh like 16 or or 24 and all that stuff depends on who i'm sending it to because some companies just have different requirements um so it really just depends on on what i'm what i'm working on at the time but yeah tomorrow i'm gonna show you guys two ways to do it there's an easy way to knock all of them out at once and then there's a way that i do it most of the time which it's a few more steps but you know, it gives me the flexibility to create the kind of stems that I need for TV and film. Um, so I'm going to break that down tomorrow for you guys. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you hit the bell icon on my YouTube channel. You'll know exactly when that joint drops. And um, yeah, we'll be good to go. Um, so yeah, so listen, guys. That was the stream. It was super dope. Shout out to our MVP, Morgan McKnight from PMA. Um, I'm going to have to have Morgan on. Morgan, we're going to have to chop it up and see if I can get you on here live um, and talk to the people, man. Uh, so shout out to everybody on Instagram for coming through this uh, the stream. Disco is definitely great. Shout out to Disco. Uh, we need... I need to hit up Disco too, man, so we can, we can have them on and talk about what they do um and how they make everybody's life easier in music licensing um so yeah i'm out thank you guys for coming through and um i'll catch y'all on the next one peace thank you for listening to the music is my business podcast if you haven't already subscribed be sure to do so now so you can know every time i drop a new episode if you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. 
Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.